fact, we start today with the Clean BC Plan. Now, this is the BC government's climate change plan, the plan to drastically drive down carbon emissions in British Columbia. 40% reduction by 2030. Brand new poll reports out on this about the economic impact of this plan. Got Andrew Weaver standing by. He's one of the architects of this plan. Have a listen to Kevin Falcon here first on a recent show here, leader of the opposition. He says this would, this would devastate the economy. He would shut this plan down. Here's what he had to say to me. Have a listen. Not by 2030 can we achieve 40% reduction without ruining the economy. No question, we have to. We can't do that. I, I, I refuse to punish and destroy our economic foundation in British Columbia and hammer families uh, uh, for the basis of maybe, maybe some infinitesimal reduction uh, in, mm. in emissions. Okay, so he says he would scrap these emission reduction targets. Let's discuss it now with my guest, Andrew Weaver, former leader of the BC Green Party. Very pleased to welcome him back. Hey, Andrew, thanks for coming on today. Always oh, a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Andrew, could you quickly remind the listeners about your history here with this plan? I mean, this was, you were a key part of this plan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually uh, got into politics because I uh, felt I couldn't stand by and watch the legacy of leadership that uh, British Columbia was demonstrating when Gordon Campbell was our, our premier on uh the climate file. Um, and then Christy Clark came in and decided we were all going to get wealthy from uh, LNG industry that wasn't economically viable. And all I can say, as I told you, so on that one, led the Greasy Green Party from 2013 to 2020. We held balance of power from 2017 till 2020. And it was during that time that I worked very closely with government. And we we created what, what I would call uh, an economic plan not a not a, a, a climate plan i mean it's a bit like in the u.s biden has a an absolutely superb climate plan but it's actually called the inflation reduction act um because it really was uh, an economic plan and that's the same with clean bc so mr well mr falcon falcon yeah. is is kind of muddling that up well, of course, it's not just Falcon saying this. We've got the major business organizations in the province sounding the alarm on this. you got the BC Business Council has done a study on the government's own numbers here, and they say, look, if we actually try to do this, drive these emissions down and so drastically in such a short time, you're going to devastate the economy. GDP would go down. Thousands of jobs would be lost. Do you not believe that? Complete and utter nonsense. Look, uh, let's go to the U.K., the UK's emissions are 46% below 1990 levels. I mean, it, it's, 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 these are, this is the kind of nonsense that people put out when they really just want to continue uh, down the same path they've always been doing. It's actually a disincentive for innovation. The whole, the whole philosophy behind Clean BC is British Columbia's economy is grounded in innovation. That is, we understand that we have strategic, uh, strategic uh, assets here in BC and strategic priorities here in BC that we should be taking advantage of. We're one of the most beautiful places in the world to live so we can attract and retain the best and brightest. We have access to balance boundless resources in the form of yeah. wood, minerals, water, uh, et cetera. And, and, there's, and, and our education system is second to none. But unfortunately... Okay, speaking um, of, speaking of, the, speaking of those... Sound bite. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, speaking of those resources, the plan largely calls on, on a massive electrification of the economy here in BC. We need clean electricity, clean power. 
where are we supposed to get all this electricity right now? I mean, we've got the Site C dam right now, which, which you opposed. What are you saying now well, that we should build a ton more well, uh, hydroelectric dams or something? No, no. I mean, this is this is sort of the the the, the sad nature of political discourse in D.C. Uh, again, I'll go back to the time when Mr. Campbell was our premier. He recognized that innovation in the clean energy sector is something that could actually a give us enhanced energy security, b allow us to work for, with towards economic re reconciliation with indigenous peoples because many of these projects exist on traditional land distributed across uh, British Columbia. And C, again, it was a catalyst for innovation. BC used to have an absolutely vibrant clean energy sector. Uh, unfortunately, it all went, yeah. it, it sort of dissipated away because again, of Christy Clark's policies and because well, of Site C, which was, power that wasn't needed at the time and it was designed explicitly and 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 solely to subsidize lng but the right, lng industry with power but right now speaking to andrew weaver former leader of the bc green party right now in british columbia andrew we are net importers of electricity into the province right i mean that's according to this year that's according to statistics canada and a lot of that energy that we import isn't that dirty power that's being generated no, with not. Uh, no, it's Go actually ahead. not. That's, that's another, another mistake that people continue to perpetuate. In fact, what British Columbia is doing right now is it's, it's using its hydro resources to help California stabilize its load. Uh, British Columbia buys exceedingly cheap, but prices sometimes even go negative. Uh, peak California solar in the middle of the day because California produces too much solar. Uh, we don't yeah. import that dirty coal. What we do is stabilize that solar load by using that and then using our hydro to, you know, when it's not sunny in California, giving them some uh, power back. So this brings enormous revenue into BC uh, coffers through uh, the trading arm of BC Hydro, PowerX. Uh, okay. which do arbitrage plays on, on energy exchange. So, so again, me, this has been going on for a long time. Let me go back to the economic impact, because I think this is the, the biggest concern for people when they take a look at some of this analysis, take a look at some of these numbers that are coming out. And when you're talking about... which I believe, actually. Cause yeah, I, I, cause I, I take, I, your, I take best, your point. So you think what you think, you think, you think the BC Business Council and these other big business organizations, where they're lying to the public? No, I think they have vested interests, and what they do is they 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 put forward reports to under certain assumptions to give them results that uh, ad, uh, advance their case. Uh, look, um, who did anyone refer to the Innovation Commissioner's report um, by Dr. Alan Winter that talked about the economic opportunities within Glean BC? No, it's just self-serving. Uh, eleven and a half, eleven hour, fifty-nine minute reports come out as everyone's trying to pile in. To take advantage of, of kind of cynic but, cynicism out there for their own personal gains, and I, I but think this, that's this, just the, uh, we shouldn't be doing that in society. We should be working to for the collective, not just for our individual vested interests. Well, this analysis was based on the government's own numbers, the government's own modeling, and when you take a look at a forty percent reduction in emissions between now and, and, and twenty thirty. Like when you take a look at big industrial sectors, oil and gas, transportation, heavy industry, construction, Andrew, how could it not be drastically impacted by such a dramatic cut in emissions? Well, look, my, my defies, defies logic. 
Well, it, do, it actually doesn't, Mike, because it only defies logic if you decide you don't want to do anything. What, what the whole purpose of uh, uh, the Clean BC was to recognize that our future prosperity does not lie in doing more of the same with the way we used to do it, but lies by recognizing that innovation is, the, is the, going to be the driver for it. This is one of the reasons why we have one of the most vibrant tech sectors in, in North America here in BC because of the recognition that we can attract and retain the best and brightest because of the quality of life we can we can we can give people i mean there we the things will change of course you know the forest industries uh, practices are changing as we speak but change is a catalyst for innovation as opposed to something we should fear and okay. uh, and unfortunately status quo where you're trying to maintain the status quo fear yeah. is a very successful tool to try to get people not wanting to change. 30 seconds left here, Andrew. Would your message, therefore, be to Premier David Eby, stick to your guns, hold your ground, do not back away from these emission targets? Well, yeah, that would be my message. And in fact, BC's economy is leading the country. It's leading the Mm. country precisely because we've shown leadership in recognizing that every environmental challenge can be seen through the lens of the opportunity it creates for innovation and prosperity. And that's the direction the government's taking, not this kind okay. of you know, 19th century retrograde, let's try to scare people with, with rhetoric approach. And, and so I, I'm disappointed in Kevin Falcon. Uh, I, I think uh, he missed an opportunity and he's offered nothing of substance. Andrew, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you.